Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to season four. Thanks for joining me. Here we are back at the Lifestyle Chase. This is episode 215, and I've brought back my friend from Australia, Mr. Will Crozier. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Fantastic. It's uh, kicking off the new year strong. So, yeah, glad to be on, man. First podcast of the year. Um, well, it, it's super cool because uh, we're, we're actually doing like a redo uh, interview because before we lost the audio, now we were going to have the audio, we're rocking and rolling. Um, and with that being said, I've had a lot of time to catch up with you. So I feel like I've known you better because we had like that hour of a visit before. Um, and as we were preparing for uh, this episode, I, I had some knowledge that got me fired up with your new gym. So like, let's just hop right into it. Tell me about uh, your, your new venture that you're doing over there. Yeah, last time we spoke, I think this was like just still in planning. Like it was a few months. Yeah, because I remember us kind of speaking about it, but then not speaking about it. So, um, yeah, it's full full steam ahead right now. Everything is ordered. Everything is happening. Everything is is ready to roll. The only thing that is holding us back from from actually opening the doors is just um, deliveries. And obviously the world at the moment with freight and uh, – and shipping and COVID and, and all the mess of that it is means that the, we're getting delays upon delays, but it is what it is. Can't do anything about it. So we're just sitting there playing a waiting game, um, but it is still open. We are training like open privately anyway. We're just not trading fully to the public because there's not enough machines. Everybody be lining up, um, but we're, yeah, we're in there. We're doing it. We're hitting it and it's fun. It's good to be part of like our own space and we've got our own little team in there. Uh, our PT, uh, one-on-one uh, coach in there who is pretty much using it as a private studio, our osteo in there, he's using it like as a little bit of a private practice as well as us just using it as like a little bit of a private gym. So between all that, it's great vibe. So it's, it's promising from already, like just the vibe, the team community vibe already, it's already there. So I can tell it's going to be great. So if you had a way to describe like the, the vibe or the community feel that your facility has, how would you describe it? Yes. Well, we've been online for like eight or so years, I think, off the top of my head, um, coaching mainly strength athletes, but a whole variety of people. And the gym was never the the way that we wanted to go because it was kind of like, eh, like we, we do well online. I enjoy coaching online and just having a physical location seems like a burden and, and a lot of costs for no, better than where we're at. So it's taken a long time to get to the point where we were open to that idea. And now it, the only reason that is open to that idea is because we can have, as I said, like other coaches and their staff members of our own in there to, to man that while we still uh, handle this online world and, and can and still do it both. Uh, but now we can have the a place for all these online coached people to to have a space and to to build a little bit of a stronger community. Because you would know, like online... 
a little harder to connect, a little hard, like you can have your little Facebook groups with the team in it and stuff like that, but it's just not the same. It's not the same with people walking in, seeing smiles on people's faces, you know, fist bumping, hitting PBs together, cheering for each other, that sort of thing. It's just not the same. It is only a small facility. Um, it's, it's a, it's a gym. It's a gym in one, in the sense that obviously people are there and they're training, training together, but not a, a facility where anybody can just walk in and, and train or sign up to train. Like you have to be coached uh, by us as Nexus. So everybody in there is going to be coached. So hopefully they'll know what they're doing a bit more and we'll know each other and be willing to, to create that, that culture that we're looking for. Um, yeah. So it's a bit of a small private help each other out type vibe as opposed to, you know, commercial gym where you're, don't know really like there's a bunch of people just not knowing what they're doing, looking at each other out the side of their eye, trying to see what, see what the big guy's doing so they can do the same thing type thing. You know, like we want everybody on the same page, know why they're there, know what they're headed towards and um, have a clear path for that. Love it. I mean, there's a few things that you kind of pointed out as you describe like the vibe and just the journey towards the gym and the things that I wanted to call out were just like, we're at the beginning of a year you talked about the pivots that you had to make as a gym owner with the equipment coming in and like the, the obstacles that aren't really in your control. How do you as an individual, just you, um, navigate like the stresses of that? Like when things aren't going your way, like how do you keep like plugging along and keep moving forward? Like I said, there's only the things that aren't happening at the moment. The shipping is just literally out of my control. Like I can send as many angry emails as I want and they're just going to tell me like, <laughs> awesome. Cool. Wait, just wait. Keep waiting. We might tack on some more time if I'm lucky. You know what I mean? Um, like the equipment's coming from over there in Canada and, and in America and, and things like that. Uh, so it's a long journey and I understand. It's just a, it's something I can't control. So there's no point me sitting here just getting all anxious and angry about it. It just is what it is. I just have to cross my fingers and hope. But there is always something you can do. So I think in business, there's always something there's, you know, building out more systems in, in creating a gym. There's a ton of systems to make, you know, um, even though we are coming from the, an online coaching system where like a lot of things are built, but a physical location brings a lot more systems, a lot more uh, dealing with people type things that we need to, to figure out. And uh, so there's been plenty of stuff to keep us busy. It's not just been, like fixated on the the negative stuff there's always there's always stuff to do definitely i mean you talk about systems and like i i'm working with a friend out of the u.s and he has an online training business and so he's building out systems as to how would we train the next person how would we train the next person how would we avoid doing the same mistake to uh two different clients kind of thing um within mm -hmm. your journey of creating your systems um what has been the thing that uh kind of stands out when you're reflecting on what you've learned in the, during that time. Oh, man. Uh -huh. well, we're lucky that we, we, the online side of things has taught us a ton over the years, like the coaching system, the actual coaching systems are obviously handled because we're just porting that to an online space. But the fact of having like a physical location with rent, uh, with electricity, with all these other you know things that, costs a ton of money like just so much stuff like and also just dealing with staff as well like in-person staff um has been has been a steep learning curve i guess 
like we we've had staff online, but it's, it's a different ball game. It's new, it's different, and, and just having lots of people in a, in a location is it's just a different animal. It's the same, but it's different. It's mm-hmm. just still need systems, but very different. Um, having like clear defined roles for people in there, like like managers and things like that, like just things we're just not used to having that because like online is just like I said, it's just a different world. So yeah, I don't. I guess I can't think of exactly one thing that stands out, but just just the things that we thought maybe weren't going to be a whole lot different between them, but there there have been just differences that we we uh, had to tweak this and tweak that. Well, um, one thing like we when we were chatting in our prior episode, which ended up disappearing, um, we we chatted about like just developing people on the team and. Uh, how to like foster um, new strengths in people that are coming up in their ranks and make people feel confident and things like that. Um, so why don't we kind of dive down the rabbit hole with that? Like when you're working with someone who might have less experience or might be less confident, what are the things that uh, you do that you find to be effective in turning them into a leader and giving them some autonomy in their journey? Is it our coaches? Yeah, yeah, like it could be your coaches or just like throughout your career as you've had like people who are more green than you are kind of thing. Yeah, it's for us, uh, we have, even though it's, it, well, we've always been, like I said, we've always been online. So it hasn't been like uh, seeing each other face to face and being able to pick up on what people are doing. So like lots of monitoring systems and just, uh, mentoring a lot of it so like i have a call with all of our strength coaches individually and as a group throughout the week we go through both educational material but then also just like client problems that we're having lots of problem solving stuff like that like where we spend a lot of time with them uh just constantly just like you said before like when you like when you're with your friend who like a problem has come up okay like let's write a system or like let's optimize the system to to bridge that gap, to make that better. So it doesn't happen again because it's not like shit's just not going to go wrong. Shit is constantly going wrong. If you're doing it right, it's constantly going wrong anyway. And uh, the only way you can kind of go backwards is if you just keep making that same mistake over and over. So it's just like asking them, you know, what's going wrong? What feedback are people giving you? What problems are you having? What's taking up too much time? All that stuff and just finding solutions or ways around it or just just little optimizations just to make that a little bit smoother, I guess. Uh, and then just being for us, it's really important that we are making them feel like they're just on the same level of us, like a, as, as a team, almost like, a t- like we're an actual a team, not, Hey, go do this. This is your job. This is your job. And kind of boss mode um, has to be those moments, but, we're really always like we're always on slack we're always chatting we're always talking talking shit like it's a really flowy team environment i think in our space especially where we're dealing with people and constantly that's super important well i mean i've been doing some some retail work some contracting and stuff over the last few years and it's given me opportunities to see um teams evolve in an in-person setting and what I've learned is like just the value of like 
uh, pointing out somebody's strength, like just being like, Hey, like I, I noticed yeah. that you did that one thing really, really well. I don't think anybody else in this room can do it better than you. And then you just see a person just light up and all of a sudden, like they're able to apply that confidence into another task that they're doing. But if we don't realize like the power of that kind of a feedback, um, then we miss out on like the potential that that person brings. Have you, does that kind of ring a bell for you? Has that ever happened for you? Yeah, absolutely. All of our all of our staff have their own little unique. They're, well, they're different people, different lives, right? Like they have their little unique strengths and weaknesses. Um, some of the like, if we if we hone in on a specific thing, like uh, putting out content or whatever, like some of them aren't the best writers. Can't put things in context uh, as well, but they can speak really well. Or some of them, uh, they want to work with uh, a certain type of clientele, and that's fine. They they even our, our coaching systems, like for me and our other head coach, Zach, we do things, we coach differently. Like we're different people. Like we have different ways that we like to get our points across and that we like to, like it's not like we're, we have clear systems and go like, this is what the process should be. But when it comes to coaching, it's a personal process. So like we're going to have these little differences as well. So yeah, absolutely. Everybody's going to be different. It's It would be stupid to try and make every single decision that they make black and white otherwise we may as well hire like a virtual assistant for ten dollars an hour or whatever and just be like okay you just handle like just answer this when they say that like unfortunately people don't like we've talked i think we talked last time about people aren't robots Mm -hmm. they don't have inputs and outputs i can't just go like do x volume and you'll get stronger like it doesn't happen like that coaching is is very personal very um very unique person to person kind of journey 